Let's turn to the scripture. I will read from the gospel according to Matthew. That's the first book of the New Testament. I'll be reading from chapter 1, verses 18, from verse 18 to 25. It's the account of the birth of Jesus. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but he knew her not until she had given birth to a son. And he called his name Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. Well, good morning. It's great to be with you this morning. Uh, My name is Josh. I'm one of the pastors uh, here at church. And it's my uh, pleasure and privilege to be able to open God's word for us uh, today. I was going to say, I I was here before the service. It's great, I think, every time on Christmas Day when we're here... Always get a good sense, a good buzz around the building as people are connecting with each other, as we're wishing each other a happy Christmas. And so I want to do that for you as well. I want to say for our members and regulars, blessed Christmas to you. And if you're here today, I think I saw some familiar faces that maybe we haven't seen in a little while. It's good to see you as well. And particularly for any who might be new among us, maybe you're here just today visiting with family and friends. Or maybe you've, you've come along, uh, you don't know anyone and you're here as well. It's great that you could be with us and share the joy of Christmas together. And I wish you a blessed and happy uh, Christmas season. Now, speaking of Christmas, I suppose we should say something about Christmas, given it's Christmas Day. I want to start with what could be a potentially an unpopular opinion. And it's this. I reckon we are confused about Christmas. I reckon the season is here and Christmas is in the air and confusion is in the air as well. Now, why do I say that? Well, I think the confusion can can be seen uh, because there's a lack of a clear understanding about what Christmas is really all about. Now, here's what I mean. I uh, got my last minute Christmas shopping on this week gone and one of the places I visited was Maya. Uh, And what did I discover when I went to Maya? Well, two things. First, I found this out later. 
Their advertising campaign for this year, for Christmas, is as follows. Okay, this is their tagline. The season is the reason. Yeah, there's, a, there's a picture of it there behind me on the screen. Now, I don't know, I don't know about you. I think that, that rolls off the tongue really nicely. But if you stop to think about that even for a second, I hope you can see it doesn't actually make much sense. The season is the reason. So the reason for the season of Christmas is that it's the Christmas season. I mean, who knows exactly what the advertising executives were thinking of when they proposed this campaign, but let's, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Perhaps they just mean that there's no greater meaning when it comes to Christmas. It's just a thing we do and, and that's it. Well, the confusion doesn't stop there. Because even uh, if Maya doesn't actually give an actual reason for Christmas, well, many others do. For some, it's about holidays. Uh, We love holidays, those long-awaited break that we get over Christmas. Maybe it's an office shutdown. Maybe we're taking annual leave. And of course, all those public holidays. As Aussies, we love our public holidays and our trips to the beach. Well, then there's those who say Christmas. No, actually, really, it's about the shopping. It's about getting that end-of-year sale, that end-of-year bargain. Obviously, Meyer is committed to that angle as well. Or there's those who say, no, Christmas is about finding love. What a magical time to, to meet someone. And how many uh, Christmas movies have this as their central plot device? But I reckon the strongest, most pervasive reason given for Christmas today in Australia is this. Christmas is about being with others. Spending time with the, the special people in your life. Now, whatever it is you get up to today, I reckon if you go on social media, if you're on Facebook or if you're on the gram, and you look at what's happening there, that's what you'll see today. In fact, I was on Facebook yesterday and I was already seeing it. Okay, you won't see people posting pictures or videos of themselves all alone. No, it'll be pictures of them with others. That's the thing that we do at Christmas. And it seems to have become the reason why we do it as well. Now, as good as as those things might be to do, they all have their advantages, it doesn't change the fact, I reckon, that we are still confused about Christmas. So how can we clear up this confusion? How can we bring clarity? Well, the way to do that is to look at the very first Christmas story. That's how. Here in in Matthew chapter 1, that passage that we just had read, now, if you are if you are new to us today, if you're just visiting, we've been going through a, a series uh, the last few weeks uh, here at church called the Songs of Christmas. And each uh, sermon, what we've tried to do is pick a well-known Christmas carol and then line that up with a passage from the Bible that helps us to think a little bit more deeply about what Christmas is all about. And so today our, our song is Hark the Herald Angels Sing, that classic song, and particularly verse 2 of that song. And the passage is the one we just had read, Matthew chapter 1. And so what do we do when we, when we look at those, particularly when we look at that passage from Matthew, well, what do we see? We see that the real reason for Christmas, well, it's not about being with others, 
as good as that might be. No, rather, what we see is Christmas is about God being with us. Okay, there it is. If you were listening as we read, there it was right there in verse 23. Okay, you had the announcement of a child. That child's name will be Emmanuel, which means God with us. Now that's the reason for the season in a nutshell. And it's a key part of our song for this morning as well, particularly verse 2. That's our focus. So what I want to do is just take a moment to read that to you. You can probably recite it to me if I gave you the chance, but I'll read it to you just in case. Here it is. Verse 2 of Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Christ by highest heaven adored. Christ the everlasting Lord. Late in time, behold him come. Offspring of a virgin's womb. Veiled in flesh, the Godhead see. Hail the incarnate deity. Pleased as man with men to dwell, Jesus, our Emmanuel. And of course, then there's the refrain. How does it go? Hark, the herald angels sing glory to the newborn king. There you go. You know it well. Now, did you see there at the end of verse two? What's the line? Pleased as man with men to dwell, Jesus, our Emmanuel, God with us. That's the reason for the season, both according to our passage and also our song. And it's critical that we grasp this, right? We've got to get this right. Why? Well, because before this point, before this point in the Bible story, every single one of us was without God. Not with God, but without him. And we saw that in our earlier reading, didn't we? From Genesis chapter 3. Right? In those chapters of the Bible that detail the world coming into existence. And what do we see there? Humanity is in perfect relationship with God. They're right there with God. But what do we do? Well, we follow our desires, our own desires over God's. Now, that's exactly what Eve was thinking when she looked at the fruit of the tree. What did it say? It said, it was a delight to the eyes and the tree was to be desired to make one wise. See that? Our desires trump God's. That's what we did then in the garden and it's what every single one of us has done since. And the result is that we run, we rebel against God. We run from God or rather hide from them. Actually, that's what we read, wasn't it? That's what Adam and Eve did when they rebelled, when they sinned in the garden. They legged it. When they heard God, they ran, they hid in the garden. They tried to separate themselves to get away from God. And of course, finally, they had to leave the garden altogether. They had to go away from God. That's what our sin, that's what our rebellion, our desire to put ourselves before God, that's what it does. It causes us to separate ourselves from God. And we don't just get cast out, but we want separation from him. Just like in the garden. And it's been that way ever since. Our sin drives us 
from God, creating a separation that we cannot bridge ourselves. And it's a separation that's led to all the pain, the corruption, the failure and the misery that we experience today. But the joy of the Christmas story, the the reason to listen to the angels when the song says, hark, is because God didn't leave things that way. Now he could have. God could have turned around after us sinning and said, fine, if that's what you want to do, if you want to go your own way, off you go. See you later. He could have been like the boss who fires an employee who steals company secrets. He could have been like the teacher who fails a student who's caught cheating in an exam. Or like the judge who sentences a guilty murderer to a life sentence. Now, they are all justified in taking those actions, just as God is justified in casting us out of his presence when we want to run from him anyway due to our sin. But the story of the Bible, that the story of Christmas, is that even though God is justified in doing that, he doesn't do that. No, what God does, and if we read the Bible, we see this. He spends the rest of human history working his way to be back with us. We run from him in our sin, and yet he finds a way to run to us. And all of this, this this great news comes to fruition, not in the holidays, not in festive gatherings, but in the birth of Jesus at Christmas, at the first Christmas. Now, how exactly does this work? How does, how does this mean God is with us? Well, two brief reasons. And number one, Jesus is God. And nice and simple, the child who came at Christmas, that first Christmas, is God himself. Now, Matthew 1 it is unique in the, the tales of Christmas in, in scripture is because it presents the Trinitarian God for all to see. So if you noticed as we were reading it, verse 18 and verse 20 mention the Holy Spirit. And then in verse 23, then we get that announcement like we read, right? The, the announcement that in the birth of this child, whose name will be Jesus, God is with us. Now that tells us two things. First, that God the Father is involved in this. Okay, His presence will be manifested through this child that will be born. But two, it also tells us the child himself must be God. If he was just a human substitute, a purely human substitute, but not actually God, then you couldn't say that God is with us. In other words, what you see here in this story of Jesus' birth is the story of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit being at work, working to find a way to be with us. And that means that when Jesus came to earth 2,000 years ago, God was literally walking among us. He lived life here on earth just as we do each day. He was physically present with his people. Now, the, the writers of our song uh, for this morning, uh, jo- uh, John Wesley and George Whitfield, 
They got it right when they wrote in verse 2, Veiled in flesh, the Godhead see. Hail the incarnate deity. Jesus is God. And it had to be this way because of our second reason. Okay, here's the second reason. Jesus removes the barrier between me and God. Now for God to be able to be with us, first the barrier that we had put in place between us had to be removed. Our sinfulness led to an unrelenting desire to separate ourselves from the God who made us. Now that started way back in the Garden of Eden and it's continued in the lives of every human being since. And that was not something that God could enter into. Hey, God is perfect. He is holy. That means that any sinful humans that got too close would be like the moths and mosquitoes that fly too close to my bug zapper at home. And they get destroyed. The barrier between us had to be removed. And there was only one way that this was possible. It couldn't be done by, by us. It couldn't be done by me. My sinfulness is too great. Just like it's impossible to do your own heart surgery, it's impossible to remove your own sinfulness. It's too deeply ingrained in our nature. Our desire to do what we want before doing what God wants and before putting ourselves before everyone else, that just runs too deep. So the solution, if it was going to come, it always had to come from outside of us. It had to come from God's end. And that's why this child, as we read, is called Jesus. Verse 21, he's called Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. The the name Jesus itself means the Lord saves. Do you see? Now, Jesus had to be God in order for God to be with us. And he had to be God in order to be able to save us. Now, that's the beauty of Christmas. Because only God can take away my sin. In Christ's death, the babe grew up and lived a perfect life, died on a cross. In doing that, he takes my sin upon his shoulders. He performs the heart surgery on me. And gives me a new heart in the process. A heart unstained by our old sinful nature. And with that, the barrier that we'd put in place because of our sin is removed. And that is specifically why Jesus came at the first Christmas. That's why we celebrate it each year. Because Jesus came to show us that God is with us. And to show us that God can be with us by saving us from our sin. Now, can you see how how this understanding transcends and brings a sense of clarity to our confused thinking around Christmas? Christmas is, is far greater and magnificent than we could ever hope to imagine. It's not about holidays or about shopping or even about being with others. Well, we can do those things any time of the year. Our Christmas is about God being with us. God has come 
to be with us. And here's the kicker. God is with us now, even today, by faith. In fact, this is the very thing that Jesus tells his followers at the end of the Gospel of Matthew. Right? We had that we read the first chapter. Now hear what Jesus says in the last chapter of the same book. Okay, in chapter 28, verse 20, he says this, And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Now, I went on uh, my first ever overseas trip uh, back in 2017. I went to the uh, the US of A. And I remember uh, specifically as part of that trip when I was about to get on the plane uh, from Melbourne or Sydney, I can't remember, the connecting flight over to LA. Now, it was, that, it was at that moment that I realised I was leaving Aussie shores. I was going to be visiting a country that I'd, I'd never been to, a place I'd never been to, and all I could think about was all the things that could potentially go wrong. What happens if I run into any of the numerous animals over there that can eat you? Bears, mountain lions. What happens if I run into someone with a gun? What do I do then? I could feel the the sweat start to bead on my forehead as I thought these things through. What happens if something goes wrong with my passport? What happens if I get there and I'm not able to get an internet connection worked out? What do I do without the internet? What if I make some social faux pas that I don't understand because I, I don't properly get the American context? And worst of all, what was I going to do on a plane for 13 hours? Well, despite all my worries, and there were many, I was able to get on the plane and go and have a a fantastic holiday. Why? Because my wife, Carolyn, was there with me. And she had done it all before. She'd been there numerous times. Now, having someone with you just provides that extra sense of peace, doesn't it? And the peace that we have today, that the peace that we have in every moment of every day as Christians is the peace of knowing that because of that first Christmas, because of Jesus has saved me from my sin, I can know that God is with me in Christ. Now that's the clarity that we need at Christmas time. He didn't come to be with us 2,000 years ago and then just leave us. No, but if I'm trusting in Jesus, he's with me right now by faith. He's with me when I do the shopping, when I relax on holiday, when I enjoy that get-together later today and in the next few days and beyond. And he continues to be with me right up until I either go to be with him or he comes back to set everything right. Now, that's what Christmas is really all about. It's a reminder not just of what God has done, not just of how Jesus died in my place and saved me from my sin, but it's a reminder of what he continues to do right now by faith for all those who put their trust in him. 
So, uh, whatever you might be up to today, I pray you enjoy the Christmas season. But as you enjoy the food, as you enjoy the the gifts, the, the decoration, the songs, as you enjoy being with others... Well, don't get confused about what Christmas is really all about. Now, let's remember the actual reason for the season. We celebrate Christmas because it reminds us that God came to be with us. And he continues to be with us now and forever in Christ. Or, as our song puts it, in Jesus our Emmanuel. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we praise you for what you have done. We praise you for the reminder we get each year around this time when we reflect on how you sent your son to save us from our sins. Father, whatever we get up to today, may we know your presence by faith. For those uh, who might be here tonight who don't know Jesus, may you uh, open their eyes. May you cause them to see how good it is to have you with us. And that the only way that's possible is if Jesus pays for our sin. Thank you so much for Christmas. And would you uh, be with us and remind us of this truth in the next day uh, and, uh, and beyond. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.